Yeah, there was not too much that happened in this movie. No. Although I am really curious to hear what you think the plot of the movie was. Oh, boy. Um. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there in a second. Okay, good. Welcome to Bad Movie Date Night, the podcast in which we take a serious look at bad films and genre films, and we hopefully give them the credit that they deserve. I am Nigel from AJourneyIntoFilm.com, and with me is my stupendous wife, Caitlin. Thank you. I, <laughs> I was very nervous. I don't know if you could see the fear on my face when you are going stew. I was like, what? Uh, no, stupendous. Stupendous. I, was like, okay. I always say like wonderful, it. and I felt like I needed to switch no, it up No, I liked you. it. Just didn't know where it was going. <laughs> didn't know how that word was going to end. This week, we are continuing our David Dakota series with the 1989 film Murder Weapon, starring Lyle Wagner, Linnea Quigley, and Karen Russell. You looked like you were going to nope. say something for a second. <laughs> Sorry. This movie's kind of interesting because this is the first movie that David Dakota directed under the pseudonym Ellen Cabot. Mm. How many pseudonyms did he have? Uh, four, I okay. think. He had, let me see, Ellen Cabot and Mary Crawford. Mary Crawford, wait. Isn't she the actress from Chopping Mall? And what? No, that's Mary Warrenov. Oh, okay. Um, let me see. I should have written the rest of them down. Uh, and why did he use synonyms? Don't know. Okay. Um, he directed one as Jack Reed. I missed that one before. Um, Victoria Sloan, Joseph Tennant, Martin Tate, and Julian Breen. Oh, and Richard Chasen. This wow. guy just, I don't know what his he deal was. He couldn't decide on a name. I guess not. So, okay, so we'll talk about the Ellen Cabot thing real quick. He used to say that it was an old girlfriend's name that he used, but then when he came out of the closet, he said, oh, yeah, that was a drag name that I used. That's funny. Yeah. And it seems like he uses it for lower-budget movies, but if you look at everything um, that he used the Ellen Cabot name for... They look like all of his, like, female-focused movies. Okay. I should have pulled up the Wikipedia page because he has, it has his, uh, his filmography on there with the names. It's a little bit easier to read. Yeah, if you look at his filmography on his Wikipedia page, it notes the movies that he directed under different names. This is the first one that he directed under the name Ellen Cabot in our movie 
for next week is also directed under the name Ellen Cabot. Mm. Um, but like Naked Instinct, Beach Babes from Beyond, Test Tube Teens from the year 2000, Blonde ha- Heaven, Bikini Goddesses, Petticoat Planet. Those are the type of movies that he directed under that pseudonym. All right. Yeah. So that's literally the only fun fact that I have for this movie because, like I said, there's not a whole lot about this movie on the internets. Um, This was another one of his movies that he shot very cheaply, very quickly. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell. Um, Oh, you know what? Here's one more fun fact for you. The house in the movie is the same house used in Sorority Babes and the Slime Ball Bolorama and Lania Quigley's Horror Workout. Oh, yeah. I want to watch that. We should try to find that because who doesn't love exercising with one of your favorite celebrities <laughs> in a horror-themed setting yes, with monsters? I didn't think the house looked like the same house from Sorority Babes. I did not either so they did but a maybe good job with that, I we guess. were just looking at it from the wrong angle the yeah. pool though you can tell us from that clip that we saw from the horror workout video you can tell is the same pool from the end of that okay not that that really matters until we watch it right so That'll be interesting. Mm. Yeah. So that's all. That is literally the extent of the fun facts that I have. I'm trying not to fly through everything because <laughs> I feel like this going to make this episode like 30 minutes long. How long was the film? Um, like an hour 20. Wow. Hour 21. It felt pretty short, actually. By the t- time things start happening. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, Caitlin, why don't you tell us what you think happened in this movie? I think this movie is about two girls who were in a mental institution and they get out and one of them starts killing people again. Yeah? I don't know. (laughs) Does it sound like... What happened? I mean, that sounds like the best approximation. Yes, the of best what I think I saw approximation of what this movie probably was about. I couldn't really follow the story. Yes, because the movie uses a lot of like weird dream logic stuff. Yeah, like what was the opening scene? I was that real life? I have no idea. I, I think it was. Okay. So, let me ask you this. Should we talk about what we liked and didn't like in the movie, or should we try to piece together what the plot was? Where do you want to start with this uh, one? I think I need to understand the plot first. Okay. So, after mulling it over, I think, here's what happened. I think... The guy in the opening scene that Karen Russell, a.k.a. Amy, is having sex with, I think together 
they killed him. Okay. Why? I don't know. Okay. I think they're just a pair of murderous women. Okay. And then I think once they got, they like played the game and got out of the mental hospital and then proceeded to kill the rest of their ex-boyfriends. No, I don't think the one girl killed anyone. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't Amy. know if Karen or Amy did um, any of the actual killing, but I think right. like they had planned it together. Okay. I did get that vibe, but then she acted surprised when everyone was dead. That's true. So I didn't. And there were those weird moments where she was like, where they would dream about killing people, yeah. but it didn't actually happen. Right. And the one time the one boyfriend stabbed her in the dream. Yeah. And the the visits with the doctor, you couldn't tell if that was a dream either or a flashback. Right. Things just kind of happen in this movie. Yeah. Does the internet tell us what this movie is about? N- well, the best that we have is the IMDb summary. I would be even curious what someone could write about this movie. Nothing. There is <laughs> almost nothing to glean from this movie. What does the IMDb summary say? Two daughters of mobsters get out of the sanitarium after having killed a boyfriend in the shower, supposedly cured and on the right track. They hold a party, invite all of their old boyfriends, making all of them think there is still hope for a relationship. Then the boyfriends start disappearing one by one. Okay, so it does sound like they both are killing people. That was kind of the idea that I got. All right. I think, okay, I think whether Amy was actually killing anyone or not, because that's never really made clear, we can at least assume that she wanted to because there were multiple times where she dreamt about killing people. True. Like when they were playing that drinking game. Right. Didn't she fantasize about doing something to one of the guys? I think so. Okay. So that clarifies... The plot of this nothing. movie. Nothing. That clarifies nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what was a dream and what was real life. And like, did that guy they stab actually die? Was that the guy that they were talking about? How he's in prison? She was talking to, um, Amy was talking to one of her ex-boyfriends. I forget his name. The like really bad one. Eric. Eric, yeah. About how... His brother was in prison. You remember that? Yeah. That was like a weird line. And I in. got the understanding that his brother was the one that they killed. Right. But he was in prison. Right. So I didn't understand that. Yeah. David Dakota, where are you? Explain this movie to me, please. Well, okay, Caitlin, shot in six days. You can't really expect <laughs> Oscar winning gold. I just wanted a cohesive story. That's, I mean, all I was asking for is I could follow the story. That's all you were asking That's for? all I wanted to do was follow the story. Okay. And I couldn't. I love the tagline for this movie. Sex isn't their only weapon. They're hot for your blood. <laughs> 
tagline makes more sense than the movie. Uh, yeah, but also I love whenever like these. Uh, oh, here's another good one. They lust for revenge. They do it at night, and they're more than lethal. Okay. I love when they have uh, like the covers for movies have different outfits on the people than like in the movie itself. Uh huh. Like to draw people in, obviously with, in this case, ample cleavage. Right. And, and they never wear those outfits in the film. No, they don't. I mean, there's plenty of topless nudity, but what else is new for a David Dakota movie? So, uh, actually, I, I do want to take a step back because I was, I did think this would be kind of interesting. So, the doctor in the movie is played by Lyle Wagner, and he is a famous actor known primarily for the Carol Burnett show. And for playing Steve Trevor on the Linda Carter Wonder Woman TV show. The doctor? Yeah. Oh, his career really did well. Well, I think in a lot of different ways as actors got older and they were less handsome and desired for their looks. You know, you do little bit parts here and there to keep the money coming in. Yeah. And it seems to be the same way. He uh, he died in 2020 from Aww. cancer. And um, he was in an episode of that 70s show. He was in The Love Boat for a couple episodes, Murder, She Wrote. He just did a lot of, like, low, not low budget, but he did a lot of, like, TV stuff. Happy Days. He's in another movie that we're going to do here. I think it's in about a month. Uh, Surf 2. Uh, Mork and Mindy, who was an episode of that, Charlie's Angels. So, I mean, he had a pretty decent career, but yeah. it's not unreasonable for him to be in something low budget no. like this. No, not at all. Uh, especially, well, this was kind of in the midst of the 80s, so he didn't really slow down for a while. Um, but other than that, I mean, we've talked about Lania Quigley before. She's famous for several movies, and she's one of the... I don't. I kind of want to call her like a lesser-known scream queen. Yeah, I would agree. She was in that Top Mojo, whatever that the, video. The Watch was. Mojo, Top Unknown Scream Queens or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like real horror fans are probably going to know who she is. Yeah. I think so she's. I kind of struggle with calling her like underrated. And Karen Russell was pretty much known for also low-budget stuff. She's in the Dick Tracy movie as a dancer. In fact, a lot of her credits are dancer, And we didn't showgirl. get to see her dance in this film? Waste. Yeah. She's in a movie, another David Dakota movie, with Lenny Quigley called The Girl I Want. Okay. Oh, yeah, we wanted to watch this because it kind of sounds like uh, She's All That. Oh. But like a 90s version of it. Um, she's in Dr. Alien, another David Dakota movie. And American Rampage, which is the only other movie that writer... Uh, crap, I lost his name. Uh, Ross Perone Wright wrote. Okay. I know English real good. Real 
So this was just kind of a wild movie in which things happened with like a very loose story structure. Mm -hmm. And it made me really excited for next week's movie because like, where is that going to go? What's next week? It's another David Dakota movie with Lania Quigley. All right. Uh, One other notable actor, this movie has Eric Freeman in it, who's famous for Silent Night, Deadly Night which is a meme on the internet for being one of the worst movies ever made. And he dresses up like Santa and kills people. And at one point he throws a garbage can at someone and yells, Garbage day! (laughs) So, I don't know when we're going to do that. But that's that's pretty much his claim to fame at this point. All right. Which I think is pretty funny. (laughs) So, Caitlin. Yeah. Tell me what you liked about this movie. Oh, boy. I don't know where to begin. (laughs) Or I'm having trouble beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think I liked Linnea Quigley and her friend Amy in the movie. That's it? Yes. Uh no, there are some r- a really cool murder. Oh, you took my scenes. Um, I won't talk about them, but I thought that they had some some cool murder scenes in this film. But honestly, I think that's all this movie had going for it. The music was bad, the acting was bad, the sound quality was bad. I don't want to rule out that that was a problem with our speakers, though. Yeah, but even still, you could hear the music louder than you could hear them talking. Yeah, I still think that oh. may have been. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past it. I meant to test that, Um, but I forgot. I didn't think it was a lot of fun to watch. Like, I didn't have a lot of fun watching it. Like, it wasn't my favorite David Dakota movie. Um, But... He, some of the better death scenes were in this movie, so there's that. I don't want to say that this movie had some of the better death scenes, but I do think it had one of the best death scenes I've seen in an 80s mo- horror movie. Well, I just meant out of all of David Dakota's deaths, I think this movie's the best. For me, I enjoyed them the most. Yeah, I'm trying to remember all of them. There's the good one. Right, there's the one in the basement with the axe or hammer or something um and then the reveal that it's lania quigley killing everyone that's a fun moment yeah i really liked that yeah but the highlight the lame one was when they were in the car and she just shoots them oh yeah that was kind of lame yeah like she didn't never uses a gun but then she's just like boom but also they randomly have a gun in the glove box (laughs) right did people drive around with guns? Uh, the after box? the 70s, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, but I guess it depends on where I lived. I don't know. I'd drive around with a gun in my car after the 70s. Yeah, the 70s were a very scary time. Oh, my gosh. So let's talk about this kill real quick. Lania Quigley goes up to bed with one of the guys. Honestly, na- get, just throw out a guy's name. And that's probably right. <laughs> there was too many guys to keep track of. There were too many guys to keep track of. And 
they all had really generic names. Yeah. Like really Bob, generic personalities. Rick, Joe. Yeah. It was like, I'm a tough guy who thinks that these two girls are hot. Right. And I like banging chicks and drinking. And that was every all guy there. Every guy there. So she goes up. They have sex. She says, I'm going to go do something. And then we close in. This didn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> close up on him. And then a fist just like <laughs> shoves through his chest, grabs his heart, and then proceeds to force it into his mouth from underneath him. Yeah. It was wild. It was crazy. And it's, I, I feel like that's like a pretty big spoiler for a death in the movie, even though we talked about how everyone dies. But it's definitely worth watching this movie for that kill. That was a great kill. It well, made no logical sense. No. At all. But Are will, they part Freddy Krueger who can get in people's dreams? I don't know, but that would be an interesting take on this movie. <laughs> that would be fascinating. Yeah. So let's talk about what I didn't like about this movie. All right. I think the movie tried to be too twisty with I don't know if it was intentionally trying to follow a sort of dream logic with the some of the kills where you find out that they didn't actually happen. Right. Was it were we supposed to understand that they were fantasizing about that? I don't I don't know. I So are like, they was, Freddy Krueger? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> was Amy fantasizing about killing or about Eric or Jeff or Bart, I don't know. What's his face killing her? Because that would be a weird take. Like, does she feel guilt because of all this murdering? Right. Oh, you know what? The other thing that I really liked, even though it barely made sense, was what? the opening scene of the movie. It made no sense. It did not. And it was But I thought it was really well done compared to the rest of the movie. Yeah. It Yes. How long did that scene go on, though? No one talked. A long time. That is, But that's like... Like a solid, what, minute? Yeah. Minute and a half? But talked about like a roller coaster of... <laughs> right. Like where things were going. Yeah. So the movie opens up with Linnea Quigley. She's in pigtails, so I think the assumption is that she's like 14, 15... Yeah, like, I thought, like, she's, oh, I'm coming home from school, you know? That's yeah. the vibe I got. Yeah, she. you get the vibe that she's coming home from school. Karen Russell Which is sunbathing next to a pool. I thought they met in the sanitarium, so I was yeah. also confused by that. They did say that, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. So I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what this opening scene was. Maybe... It was to show maybe some of the inconsistencies were to show that they were cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And this whole thing took place in the sanitarium. Maybe. Well, I don't think there's enough evidence to suggest that. But I don't know. I don't. Maybe to show that they have very little grasp on reality. Sure. I'm having a hard time turning this into a secret masterpiece with, with you. I'm sorry, but I really was struggling to understand the plot. Yeah. Uh, no, I think the whole world is. 
so she comes home from school, and we keep cutting back and forth from, you know, Linnea Quigley coming home, Karen Russell sunbathing, and then we get this creeper who sneaks into the backyard, and you're like, oh, no, like, what's going to happen? Is he going to murder Karen Russell? And he sneaks up on her and surprises her. They start making out, and you think, okay, that's a weird way to enter somebody's home. Right. They go in the bedroom, start doing the sex. Linnea Quigley's in the kitchen drinking some milk, making some very funny faces. Do you remember how we paused it? And we yeah. Said, oh, that'd be a funny like, screensaver. <laughs> and then she watches them. And then when they're done, Linnea Quigley proceeds to be naked with a knife, take the guy into but, the shower. But before that, we see her sleeping in bed. No, 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 no. That's after. Are you sure? Yeah. Be- I thought it was before oh, and yeah, after. Yeah. There's all these scenes of her laying in bed. Yeah. So it seems like this is all a dream. Right. But maybe it's not. Maybe she's fantasizing about it. I don't know. So now we got that thrown into the mix. <laughs> so then she maybe take- she is Freddy Krueger. Maybe this was his take on on that. Um, when did Nightmare on Elm Street come out? Because it's possible, but I also think no. Because why else all the dream scenes? Why all the dream scenes? Yeah, I really think it was to show that they were losing their grasp on reality, but also to add kind of a. Are they psycho or not? David Dakota, your movie doesn't make sense. And he says, I don't care. You watched it. Right. <laughs> you I got my money. <laughs> right. Maybe we should have watched this with the commentary track. Oh, yeah. That's what we need to start doing. I feel like we could provide a lot of extra information. That's that people... true. I like watching things with the commentary. Comment- yeah, you nailed that. Just like my Kanono earlier. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I do. Okay. Well, let's find the time for that. Okay. I'll quit my job. You quit yours. And we'll just watch movies all day. We'll just do this podcast full time. Full time. And hope and pray that at some point people start supporting us <laughs> on Patreon. Hey, if you want us to do this podcast where we listen to the commentary track. Please support our podcast. Then I can do watch movies all day. I think we need to start doing episodes where we do a commentary track for these movies. That would be funny. (laughs) And we do it with a massive picture of Margarita. Yeah, for real. Because sometimes that's the only way to get through these movies. (laughs) Not really. We've reached a point where we just love every second of them. And we question our tastes. It's very concerning. (laughs) But that should make us better to listen to because of how much we love these movies. So, to wrap things up, Lania Quigley takes a knife, seduces this man into the shower with her, where it looks like they're doing it, so who knows what happened to the knife. And then she stabs him. Boom. And Amy watches. And then we cut to a scene, or a shot of... Linnea quickly waking up. So was it a dream? I don't know. I don't know. Was it a fantasy? I don't was know. Was it a memory? I don't know. Was it a parallel dimension? I don't know. That would be wild. That's a new take. 
all of the killings took place in a parallel dimension. So they simultaneously killed each of the boyfriends in a different lifetime or something weird. That would be crazy. Let's just think about the movie for a second. What if every kill was a different version of them in a different universe? Like, what if they were having the same party in different dimensions and at each party they killed a different guy? That'd be so crazy. I like that take. But then in one of them... Lenia Quigley messes up and she gets burnt alive and dies. But she didn't seem to die from it. She seemed superhuman at the end. So maybe this is like a weird Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff. I don't know. It might be. I don't know either. If somebody out there can explain (laughs) this movie to us, help us. But I think I'm going to stick to they're crazy and we're supposed to experience reality from their point of view. I think you're right, but I'm going to stick with nightmare on Elm street ripoff. That sounds good. That way, (laughs) if we, if we both have different opinions, we cover the whole playing field and we can't be, we can't both be wrong. (laughs) Right. Together. We'll both be right. At least some aspect. Remember the shot in the living room where that crew guy was standing there drinking a beer. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I couldn't remember if that was this movie or not. That was so funny. That was my favorite part. Like, it's become a habit of ours to find crew members <laughs> in shots. Or like the mic. But this one was not a, this was not a let's hope they're out of the frame yeah. type thing. This was just full on, they accidentally got this guy in the shot and in he, the middle of the frame yeah. for an extended period of time. He's literally just sitting there drinking, standing there. With like one on of the, the light. lights. Yeah. yeah. Drinking his beer. That was... What was that movie we watched? And there was like a swimming pool or something. And then there was the, the stage light. light. Um, Slumber Party Massacre? No. It was something recent. I don't know. There was this like pool. And it, it was like on the movie um, title sequence. How you can like have play scenes trade you know what is that thing called the menu the dvd yeah, menu yeah it was like that was the dvd menu it was a picture of the stage light and this woman like diving into the pool um i don't remember it had to have been something that we bought yeah it was something we bought <laughs> and we watched it recently but um i just that one and this guy drinking a beer had to be my favorite it was just both not, of them are so blatant. Not the uh, the guy in Spookies, the I, puppeteer. Oh, that was really good too. I think that one's my favorite. Or the guy under the stairs in that one movie. In Cthulhu Mansion. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That was great. I like. I think the puppeteer is the best because he does like go oh and ducks it, down. Yeah. Oh, I'm in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. But this guy's just drinking a beer on set. That's yeah. how you know you're watching a D- David Dakota movie when you see the set people just drinking beer while they're working. I mean, that's how you know you're watching uh, a great movie. I don't want to call it a bad movie, but that's wh- <laughs> how you know you're watching a low budget movie when you can see the crew members hanging out on the set while they're filming a scene. Right. For one reason or another. 
I don't really have anything else to say about the plot of this <laughs> movie because it was just lots of kills and them sitting by the pool. Yeah, like these guys show up at this party and they're the only two girls there and they drink beer. And yeah, the guys seem upset about it, but then they seem okay with it. Yeah, but none of them leave, so. How about how Amy was able to get out of the sanitarium just by improving her life, but Linnea Quigley blackmailed two of the doctors. Yep. But somehow was given her permission slip to leave. Like what hospital would give her <laughs> the paperwork for that? Right. Well, this hospital didn't seem great to begin with. So. No, it honestly seemed like a black room with like a spotlight on a desk. <laughs> right. <laughs> I felt like it was, that was very dreamlike about it. That's it why was. I didn't know if it, if that was real. <sighs> yeah. Pretty much every flashback in this movie feels like a dream. Yeah. But I think it's supposed to be a flashback. Maybe. I don't know. Might not be. But like a twisted, distorted flashback based on how they remember it. Yeah. Like maybe in Linnea Quigley's flashback, she's like, she like gave it to him. And she was like, I'm in control here because like she's a strong, independent woman and she can take care of herself. Well, like Amy's trying to delude herself into thinking that she was released because she had gotten better when really she got out somehow, <laughs> some some other way. What did this movie have to do with them being mob daughters? Nothing. That was just a weird extra plot. I didn't, yeah, I didn't understand that. I think it was just part of their backstory to explain why they liked murdering people. Doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. And it was not necessary. Because you kind of get the... Well, that was a weird thing where Linnea Quigley, she said that her parents died in a fire. Uh-huh. Which is a little ironic that she got burned at the end. So maybe that was meant to be clever in some way. And... So I thought that like she was taken in by the state. Based on that story, I couldn't really because understand. her parents died, but you didn't know when her parents died, so you kind of got the impression that she had killed her parents, and that's why she was in the sanitarium. Nigel, that's too. I can't. I put way too much thought into this movie. I can't. So with that being said, let's hop over to Caitlin's <laughs> dating corner. Oh my gosh, this was not an easy one. Uh, well, I'm here to challenge you. Yes. Challenge you did. Well, I think the most obvious dating advice I could give you is do not date a girl who just got out of the sanitarium. That's a good one. I was thinking. I'm not done. Okay. So maybe your advice will be good, but we got to save it after mine. All right, so don't date girls that just got out of sanitarium. Do not date a guy who is abusive to you. Like, hella abusive. Like, he would get drunk and beat her, and she did not care. Is, isn't that why they murdered the guy at the beginning? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because he got drunk and beat her. So yeah. So if you drink and beat then you're probably going to get killed <laughs> in a shower by a girl that might be half your age, depending on 
<laughs> what is happening? Depending on whether it's a dream or not. No, but seriously, go get help if you're in an abusive relationship. It's not okay. So that's my serious dating advice. I appreciate All right, what was that. yours? Uh, I was just going to say, don't throw a party and invite all of your ex. That's. <laughs> too. Yeah. That just seems like you're inviting trouble. Yeah. That's good advice. And maybe if you are an ex and you're invited to a party don't such as go. that. Don't go. Don't go. Or if you show up and all that's there are other exes. Leave. Leave because you about to be killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's statistically accurate. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, mine was very serious, but I liked hers. It was funny. Do you have a fun question for us this week? Well, I feel like yours was so fun. Mine was just fun advice. Okay, so here's... Fun, serious advice. Here's my question, but it's kind of depressing. Wow. I know. Let's just bring it down a notch. So, try to have a great answer for me. Oh, no. Okay. Let's pretend like you have an ex out there who wants to kill you. Not an unreasonable. No, I know. (laughs) Um, What way do you think they would do it? Do you think it would be as fun as any of these deaths in this movie? This got (laughs) very dark. I know. But the deaths were just so great in this movie. I thought, man, if an ex was going to kill me... I'd want to go out like that. (laughs) Like if I had no option, it was just what was going to happen. Oh yeah. I think realistically I would probably just get stabbed or shot. Yeah. But if hypothetically, right. This individual were to summon her, all of her rage and shove Uh her fist (laughs) through my back, (laughs) through my chest (laughs) With my heart in her right? hand. You're like, that, that's no, that's almost worth it. It almost makes my death worth it at that point. Yeah. This just took a really dark I know, turn. I know. I'm sorry. I don't really want to die that way, but <laughs> I can't say that I wouldn't be impressed. Right. Because As you're dying, you're like, I'm so impressed. <laughs> yeah. The sheer amount of strength. <laughs> To go through the bed, the the box spring, the mattress. That's true. I didn't think about the bed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, you got to go through the box spring. Yeah. You got to go through the mattress. Yeah. You got to go through the spine. Right. Then you got to grab the heart <laughs> right. through the sternum. <laughs> right. And then hopefully have enough arm left over to <laughs> fit it into their mouth. Because I'm looking right. at my arm right now. I don't even think I could shove through our mattress. No. And we don't have a box spring. No. So, really, that's just impressive. Were they using the same arms that they did for the (laughs) T-Rex? They just get (laughs) extendable arms. Oh, God. And the other thing, too, is I I don't think I realized how tiny Linnea Quigley is. Yeah. Like, when you see her at the beginning of this movie and she strips down, you are taken back by how just absolutely tiny she is it would not surprise me if she shopped in like the children's section (laughs) of stores that's how tiny she is she probably did but also well here's something to think about she kind of looks ripped oh yeah she she definitely she looks absolutely 
chiseled. Yeah. So she might have enough strength to do this. She might. I feel like we should write her a letter (laughs) (laughs) and say, back in 1989, (laughs) could you have done this realistically asking for a friend? (laughs) (laughs) And maybe she'll write back. Maybe. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Do you have any other dating thoughts that no, you want to toss out? No, that's all I could glean from this movie. You know what? It was plenty. <laughs> I feel like we. I feel like you know, it's good to just pull out one nugget sometimes, because then you can really focus on right. on the one thing rather than trying to cover all of your bases, like in couples retreat. Yeah. Do you think that this movie deserves? more credit than it received is this a secret masterpiece no i don't think so i think it's a fine movie i think it's fun i guess but it's not the best so i think if you didn't watch this movie your life would remain the same whereas if you watched maybe some of like other david dakota movies your life is forever changed like if i was trying to hook someone on the types of movies that we watch i would not have them watch this movie yeah i'd agree with that now if they were a long time fan of the genre i would definitely recommend this it wouldn't be my like top pick but no i would i would tell them they should watch all of david dakota's movies yeah okay so out of the three that we've seen so far Yes. Which movie would you recommend people watch first? Um, like if they had no experience with the, David Dakota. The one where they summon the... The demon. M. Yeah. Sorority no. Babes and the Slime no. Ball around no, 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 Nightmare no. Sisters? Nightmare Sisters. Nightmare you do Sisters. Nightmare Sisters? Yeah. See, I would pick Sorority Babes. No, I'd pick Nightmare Sisters. Because I feel like... Sorority Babes encompasses a lot of the things that we like about him, like the sexy bits, the racist bits. I mean, I'm not saying that we condone or like the racist bits, but it just kind of adds a weird flavor of comedy to it. Uh, The absurdity of the whole thing, that's fun, too. Yeah. And the bad acting. You got, like, good acting in that movie, bad acting. You got a little bit of everything. Yeah, but I just enjoy Nightmare Sisters more. Oh, yeah. Nightmare Sisters is a way better movie. So I would just want them to see that first. Well, I really hope that... Plus, I don't think you get the right view of Linnea Quigley in Sorority Babes. She plays a different role. That is a very different role for her. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Nightmare Sisters is probably a lot closer to what she's capable of. Yeah. I think if I had to pick a Linnea Quigley movie for people to watch, though, it might be Night of the Demons. Yeah. She's not She's not really the main one in that, is she? No, but that's kind of like... Uh, graduation Day wouldn't be another good one. No, Graduation Day is too um, serious. Yeah. I, li- I mean, I think it's good. Yeah, and her her role is too small in that. Yeah. You know what my favorite role of hers is, though? What? Savage Streets. Savage Streets. The one where she plays the deaf mute. Oh, which that's doesn't what really I was thinking out. of in Graduation Day. Oh, you were thinking of... No, yeah. Graduation Day is the one... Yep, I remember, yeah. ...where the track, the track star dies. Yeah. And then... 
somebody is murdering the rest of the track team yeah. because it's their fault that she had a heart attack. <laughs> right. So that's a great movie, by the way. Yeah. You want a movie recommendation, a good horror slasher, Graduation Day. Check it out. Got some. Got a fun little part for Linnea Quigley. And yeah, so I would not recommend this. I'm hoping our next one is better because that's going to be really disappointing to fizzle out on the end of our I know. David Dakota series. Yeah. But I'm very excited to get into our next series because that's when we get to do our extra special episode Ooh. that we need to start working on ASAP. Yes. Uh, do you have any other thoughts? Oh, are you going to put this on your top 10? I am not. Yeah, I'm no. not either. That was an easy question. Yeah. I figured that kind of went without saying, but I just wanted to make sure that our audience knew. Yeah. And if you're interested in checking out our top tens, which should have been updated after Nightmare Sisters, if I remember to do it, head over to a ajourneyintofilm.com. You can check out our ranking of the first 50-some movies on our podcast with the definitive bad movie date night ranking list. And you can check out our top tens, which are our current top favorites of our podcast movies. Do you have anything else that you want to throw at our audience today, Caitlin? I just feel like I couldn't end this episode um, with a good conscience if I didn't recommend the movie Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's not the movie we're talking about, but because I wouldn't recommend watching this movie, go check that movie out. It's so good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. so good. If you want late 70s horror... That is just really interesting. Um, oh, why did I say late 70s? That came out in 1981. That is a wild movie. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Very well done. And uh, kind of topical in many ways. But we'll let you figure out why. It's so good. So that's our good movie recommendation this yeah, week. Yeah, go check it out. That's what we should start doing. Good movie good. recommendation, bad movie we recommendation. We watch enough movies. We really do. <laughs> you know what my bad movie recommendation would be this week? Uh, Sledgehammer? Things. Things. No, don't make people watch that movie. It is barely a movie. Talk about a movie that has more dream logic than Murder Weapon. Oh, gosh. Things is wild. It is like someone chopped up bits from like home videos. <laughs> With, like, experimenting in special effects while trying to make a movie and then smashed all the pieces together. It is bizarre. It's very bizarre. But anyway, thank you for listening. As always, we encourage you, our audience, to hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts because we don't want you to ever miss an episode. Sometimes we have good things to say. And we are on Instagram and Twitter at Journey into Film. I started posting Caitlin's dating questions on there. So <laughs> wait for this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait for this week. That would be weird. <laughs> but <laughs> we'd love to hear other people answer those because. <laughs> How do you want to die by your ex? Yeah, maybe not that one. But uh, like uh, for a couples retreat, we asked people what their couples spirit animal would be yeah and for tammy and the t-rex we wanted to know what everybody's signal would be to their significant other if, if they, they got turned <laughs> into an animal didn't get any responses on that one oh come on people you have to well, have your your signals this is me telling people 
Check that out. Yeah, go figure out your signals. And if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash a journey into film and throw a couple dollars our way. It'll buy us some coffee so that we can be wide awake for these podcasts. Or you can head over to TeePublic and check out some sweet t-shirts and other merch like stickers. And if you want a pillow, that'd be cool. Get our faces (laughs) on a pillow. And those links are available in the show notes. And as always, never let anyone tell you that a film you enjoy is bad because they're probably wrong. See you next time.